Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Stuff I Heard. This is the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peake. Today is Wednesday, August the 29th, and I'm coming in hot. Um, My dad has a YouTube channel. I'm sure a lot of you know that. I've talked about it before, but if you don't know, my dad has a YouTube channel that's been around since, I think, since YouTube's been started. Um, he got started, he was one of the early adapters. Um, his YouTube page is R-P-E-E-K, R-Peak. Uh, the R stands for Richard. You know, in the beginning we weren't very creative and we didn't come up with cool pseudonyms and crap like that. Um, you know, he is the reason that I'm on YouTube. He is the reason that I... Uh, and doing what I'm doing now. It's sort of the beginning of the inspiration of creativity for the internet, uh, for me. And we have a history that, that is not real important here, um, and I'll talk about that on another podcast, probably probably a podcast where, uh, where I interview him. Um, we'll have a back-and-forth discussion of sorts. Because we're older men now, and, and perspective has an interesting way of looking at things. Um, he has a video that he made back in 2012, on November 27th, 2012. Uh, my dad lives in Maine. Um, he moved up there a long time ago as a truck driver and put down roots, and uh, he had come to visit us uh, for the holidays. He was on his way to visit his uh, mom down in Georgia and stopped by to visit with us, and and we hung out for the weekend and exchanged Christmas presents and that kind of stuff, and Enjoyed some family time together. Coincidentally, that uh, that was also my oldest son's birthday. Um, but this video that he made, it's titled Grandfather's Rifle from the War. Now, if you're watching the video component of YouTube, I'm going to show you what it's about. And on the video, there's an image of me standing in my driveway holding this rifle that came from my granddaddy Peak, who was in World War II. This is not the rifle that he carried. This is sort of a souvenir that he brought back from the war. Um, This is where you're going to want to watch the video component of this podcast. If you're listening to the audio, you're going to want to watch the video portion of this. That rifle, I own. It is mine now. Um, My granddaddy Peak, his name was Charles Oliver Peak. He uh, was a very religious man, a very kind man. Um... You know, nobody's perfect. Um, he oftentimes quoted scripture to solve problems in a way that most people just wanted straight advice. But he, like I said, he was a very religious man. He knew the Bible frontwards and backwards and probably could have been a preacher, but he always saw himself as a servant and not as a leader. Um, growing up as a boy, he had heard about these, this, this, evil called communism and, you know, the Nazis, and and he was a young peanut farmer. Um, He was the youngest of a bunch of brothers and sisters in Georgia and decided that he wanted to serve his country, so he volunteered to go to war. Although not a violent man, uh, Granddaddy Peak joined the army and became a cook. Um, He always felt like his life was there to provide service for other people and to help other people. Um, at his funeral, there were people who spoke on his behalf that were in the war with him that talked about how they would go off into 
into, you know, crazy party scenarios and invite him to come and he would say, No, I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna read my Bible. And and that's that's the kind of the kind of person he was. Um he's also the kind of person that would give you the shirt off of his back and then ask you if you got enough money to get home and empty his wallet on the way just to make sure that you were okay because he knew that you needed it more than him. He was, like I said, the kindest person that you could have ever met in your lifetime. Um When he was in the army, there was a anybody who understands what happened in World War II. He was on the side of the war that was heading towards Japan. He was on the side of the war that was heading towards Hiroshima before they decided to drop the bomb. Um, he had volunteered to be part of a troop force that was going to basically be sacrificed. They were going to uh, attack the front lines to draw all of the Japanese fire at them so that they could then be approached from the flanks by other forces to take them out. Now, he fully volunteered to do this, knowing that this was probably going to be the end. But, like I said, my granddaddy was a very religious man and had a lot of faith and believed that everybody has a purpose, and if this is his purpose, then so be it. Um, he, I remember him telling me this once, and I think I've heard it from my dad, um, and I may be getting this wrong. If I am, I'm sorry. Um, th- but this is to my recollection. Um, he said that, uh, they were on the ship, they were headed to shore and they were maybe, maybe, you know, less than a mile away or about a mile away. They could see the coastline of where they were heading and they were told that they were going to drop the bomb and, um, this nuclear bomb exploded into Hiroshima and all you got to do is Google to find out what happened. It was it was devastating. But he says he remembered them telling them to look away, that they didn't want them to look at it because it was going to be so bright that it would be blinding. And he said, of course, when it went off, everybody had to look because it was so devastating. And he said when they got ashore, they were some of the first troops that got ashore. Um, when he came ashore, he said there was so much devastation that... Most of the guys that he was with said that they saw what happened and they said that they believed that there was no God. And he says, I remember firmly telling them that only God could create something so powerful to do this. And he said, to me, this was absolute proof that there was a God. Um, he ended up bringing this rifle home. This rifle is a, I'm learning from people typing on the, the page, is a Type 99 Arisaka Japanese rifle, 7.7 millimeter uh, round um, with fixed bayonet. I have the gun right here behind me. This is the gun. If you're watching the video component, you can see this. It has a fixed bayonet that is still, to this day, it is still razor sharp. I mean, it is scary how sharp this thing is. Um... My dad used to play with this as a boy, and he said he used to stick it in all kinds of things, and it is still just as sharp as you could imagine a knife ever being. It is truly an incredible piece of metalwork. Um, people were writing on this page saying that if it had a certain type of scope, that it was supposedly worth more, that if it had the cross scope, 
this has the cross scope. This comes down and these side pieces move out. Can you see that? Um, it was saying also that if it had a uh, chrysanthemum something embossed in the metal somewhere. I've looked all over this gun. I don't see a chrysanthemum anything. Um, I, don't, I'm, I possibly don't know where I'm supposed to be looking, which is probably the problem. Uh, but it does have this embossed flower type thing at the end of the bolt receiver. Um, this is a bolt action. It has some markings on it on top that I don't uh, understand because I don't speak the language, obviously. Um, Dad says that this piece back here that's embossed, he thinks is part of the safety function because it does depress and allow, thing, allow it to move um, whenever it's locked up. Um, he thinks that may be what the, what the safety is. But anyway... My dad has received a lot of negative comments from people saying basically that they felt like I didn't appreciate what this was, I didn't appreciate how significant it was, um, what it meant in history. Um, and I want to tell all those people, I want to I tell all those people a lot of things, but none of it matters, honestly. Because none of those people matter. None of those comments from any of those people matter. They don't know anything about my granddaddy. They don't know anything about my service in the Marine Corps. Um, they don't know the fact that I've had a lot of conversations with my dad about getting this rifle before it came. Because I remember telling him, we, we had a long conversation where I told him, I said, the one thing that I want that you own is that rifle. And I told him what it meant to me, how important it was to me. And he brought it to me knowing that it would be an, a very significant present. Um, it wasn't anything that he had to come off of as far as, you know, buying a present or anything like that. It was something that he had. He said he knew it was something that I would appreciate. And he was right. I don't have any plans of ever refinishing the rifle. I don't have any plans of ever using the rifle. Um, there is no purpose that I have to ever fire the rifle. Um, I could pay somebody to refinish it so that it looked like it did day one. But that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is, is the memory that it has to me about my grandfather, about what he went through, about his sacrifice, about his willingness to sacrifice, about the willingness of many men during that time to sacrifice their lives for a greater good, for a greater purpose. You know, and there's a lot of people that argue that, you know, war is not necessary and, you know, the fact that anybody had to sacrifice their lives is unnecessary. And, you know, I, I, I get all of that. I get all of your arguments to that case. And... I think that you're wrong in a lot of ways, but in some ways you're right. But you can't change the history of what happened. All you can do is honor those who died to do what they thought was right. So, to me, 
this rifle is sort of a memory of my granddaddy peak, of Charles Oliver Peak. To me, it is sort of a reminder of what a kind and selfless man he was and how he was willing to do whatever it took uh, to, in his mind, preserve the peace throughout the world. Because you got to imagine, during, night, during, during World War II, it was very possible that the world looked at the Nazis as taking over the world in this genocide-type mentality of killing anyone who wasn't them. You know, they, they gas-chambered millions of Jews and just were willing to wipe out anybody who opposed them in such a devastating manner, um, it's still a warning today. Whenever you talk about the evils of the world, everyone always tries to equate things to Adolf Hitler and how evil he thought he was. You know, and my granddaddy was not a big man. Um... If I had to guess, I would say that he was maybe 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, uh, I think at his heaviest, he may have been 150 pounds. He was a little guy. Um, but never backed down from a challenge. Um, was always willing to help. Could build anything, even though he never learned to weld. Um, I've seen him refurbish houses in his lifetime. From nothing to living in them. Uh, I've seen him build a house out of nothing but a concrete foundation. Um, he has been, in my life, one of the most impressive male figures that I've ever had. And this rifle was sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe it meant more to me because I was in the Marine Corps. And... Maybe I joined the Marine Corps because of my granddaddy. They say everything happens for a reason. Every All of this happens for a reason. Maybe all of it was because of him. Maybe he left on me such an impression that I realized that I wanted to be the type of man who, at the end of my life, may have some influence over others and maybe can show them what it's like to be selfless and to be hardworking and to stand for something so much that you're willing to put your life down on the line. Maybe that was my mentality of joining the Marine Corps. Maybe it was just so I could learn how to defend myself or to raise sons. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't remember all of the reasons why, but that was definitely one of the reasons. So to get this rifle, like I said, November 27th, 2012, I was tickled, and I knew it was coming, and I didn't perform for the camera, um, but people on here are, are bashing the video and bashing my dad and bashing me for, you know, what an idiot, he don't appreciate it, he don't know what he's doing, he, he's like, so what, old man? That wasn't the case. Um, 
I put a pretty nasty uh, video up on Instagram where basically I told these people to fuck off. Because I, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Um, it bothers me a little. That's That's not exactly correct. It bothers me enough to say fuck off. Or go fuck yourself. I don't care. Um, my granddaddy would never say that. But he was a better man than I am. So, I'm trying. I'm trying to be better. Um, let's switch gears, shall we? I know I talked in the last podcast about uh, Burt Kreischer's, um, his Netflix special, Secret Time. I've watched it several times now. Every time I watch it, I love it. I love the time, he's got a time travel story about his daughter Isla. I love it. It's hilarious. Um, I've heard him in development of this story tell parts of this story to other podcasters um, where it's just, it's great. It's great. I love it. Um, I love him. I want to promote him. I want to talk about him. Uh, He was on Your Mom's House podcast with Tom Segura and Christina Pajinski. I just listened to that. That was really good. Uh, listen to his podcast where he's on there with Joe Rogan. Uh, that was pretty good. He told a couple more stories on there. Um, he told a couple stories on the, the Your Mom's House podcast, too. Apparently, he's got one out with Rich Eisen. I want to listen to that one, too. He talks about that today on his podcast that came out Friday, uh, Open Tabs, where he got one of the names wrong. He was talking about, he said he told a story about Fred McGriff and uh, and, and Don Mattingly, and he, had, he said he had the, it wasn't Don Mattingly, it was... Uh, somebody else. He talks about it on open tabs. Anyway, but I want to hear him on Rich Eisen's podcast. Um, basically, I want to hear him on every podcast he's on because I think he's one of the most fascinating people that, I, that I've ever had a chance to listen to. Um, today, I'm listening to, actually before I started this, I was listening to the Burt cast and listening to him talk to uh, his nutritionist. Bert recently ran a triathlon, uh, what they call a sprint triathlon, and he talks about how when he went up to do the thing, they asked him if he was in there for the Clydesdale division, which apparently is for the heftier guys, and he said, I I didn't realize that was such a thing, but he goes, I'm clearly the most out of shape person there, but he didn't finish last. Um, Anyway, uh, episode 303 of the Bert cast, he sits down with Cynthia Sass, she is a nutritionist and a dietitian who... uh, has her own website, www.cynthiasass.com. Um, she basically helped him with his nutrition, trying to help him get back on track for the triathlon. This is sort of this was video, this was done beforehand, but they come back and do it now. Um, it's really good. It's a good podcast. Uh, I am, as everybody know, doing the keto diet. I am down thirty pounds. Yay! Yay! Uh, I did a video on YouTube talking about. Um, my personal favorite recipe, which is the pizza made out of chicken breast, Parmesan cheese, and egg. Uh, the sauce that I use is something called Rao, R-A-O. It's a marinara sauce. It only has four grams of carbs and a half a serving, a half a ser- uh, half a cup, excuse me. A half a cup will basically cover an entire pizza if you just use a spoon and kind of sprinkle it around a little bit. You don't need it over the whole thing. If you ever notice people making pizza, they don't they don't put it over everything. Um, the pizza is great. I made the video. I'm looking up on my computer right now, trying to tell you the the title of it. Where is my videos? 
Uh, I know if you're listening to this right now, you're going, shut up, Josh, just tell us some stuff. Um, okay, so on YouTube, if you look up my name, Joshua Peak, you'll come across my YouTube page. Uh, I have a video called Keto Pizza Homemade. Um, right now it only has 25 views. Most of those views are me sharing it with people, people that I know, people that I keep telling about making this pizza who I keep telling everybody this is delicious. And so check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. It's super easy to make. It doesn't require a lot of ingredients. Uh, you can customize the ingredients to whatever you want. Uh, I made this one with uh, that sauce, um, some turkey sausage crumble, some cheese, and I debated putting some olives on it, but I ended up eating the olives on the side. Sometimes I'll put mushrooms on it, you know, sometimes pepperoni, uh, ground beef, whatever. But it's delicious. It's, it, it, it cures my craving for wanting pizza. And then I only end up eating half of it, so I'm only consuming two carbs for the whole pizza. So the carb thing is going well. I will tell you that I've had one weird side effect. Um, for some reason, I have been forgetting to drink enough water. I don't know why, but I've, I normally drink a ton of water. Anybody who knows me knows I drink water like crazy. I have lately forgotten to drink water at times, and I've been getting this weird reaction where the side of my face, on the right side of my face, swells up like I have a golf ball in my jaw. And it, it, it feels like when you get a muscle cramp in your leg, it feels like that, but in my face. Now... I don't know why it's happening. Um, my, I've talked about this before. My stepdad is an ear, nose, and throat guy, and I talked to him about it, and he says that it's a salivatory gland infection, that it may be that there's a stone stuck in there, and it's blocking the pathway. Uh, the cure is to suck on lemons or to chew something lemony or whatever. So, of course, now every time I'm at the grocery store, I buy at least one lemon. That way I have it here at the house because I'm apparently too stupid to remember to drink water on a regular basis. Who would have thought? Um, I do have my swell bottle with me. Uh, I've had two cups of coffee today, but I started having that feeling in my head like, oh, did we drink enough water? So I had to get my water. And I got to keep reminding myself, drink water, Josh, drink water. Normally, I never have that problem. I don't know why all of a sudden I, have a, I seem to have a problem drinking enough water. But, anywho, got to keep up with that. Um, as long as I drink water, I'm fine. Um, he says that dehydration is one of the main causes of it. He says in older patients, it causes from inactivity. I'm not inactive. I'm pretty active. Uh, between my job and stuff I do here at the house, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a moving, going guy. But apparently I'm moving and going and forgetting to drink water. So, um I do have a future podcast coming up with my mom. I don't know exactly how we're going to do it. She says she has a soundproof room. Um, of course, I want to immediately make the jokes of, that's the way they can't hear you scream. <laughs> but uh, she, she, uh, she works for uh, Francis Marion University as a professor, and there is a room in her building where they have a soundproof room. I don't exactly understand why she wants to do it there, but whatever. It, I guess sound quality-wise, it'll sound better. I don't know if I need to take all of my equipment or if I can just bring the iPad and the camera like I'm doing right now. Um, if you're listening to this right now, 
you're listening to me record this on an iPad Mini 4, um, please write me back on on my email or something. Let me know what the quality sounds like. Does this sound good? Uh, if you hear, if you ever listen to one of my podcasts and you hear uh, electronic music that I've made myself, you can obviously tell what it is because it's that same kind of uh, Apple Loop Garage Band type stuff. Then I recorded that using my um, my whatever this is uh, CDI remote uh, microphone. Um, and I've heard that the quality on that is good. I've used that before uh, whenever doing groups of people. Uh, the episode uh, 29 that I did with Brandy, I used that microphone. We just sat it in the middle of the table. And it picks up on ambient voices really well. Uh, this iPad, I've heard, sounds pretty good. But I, I want to give, you know, give me some feedback. Tell me, tell me more. Did I do a good job? Did I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I often wonder if if I'm doing enough. Like, what am I missing out on? Uh, I listen to, or I, I follow the Nerds Who Get Laid sometimes, and their podcast is, is very entertaining. It's five friends who talk about things that they nerd out about, things they're looking forward to in movies and comic books and all kind of other stuff. And One of the things they do really well is their social media is done really well, where they ask questions on different platforms. You know, hey, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? What do you want us to talk about? If you got any subjects, you know, write us. They do a great job of that on social media. Um, I'm doing this all by myself, so I forget to do that kind of stuff. I also forget at times to put this on the Facebook page. If you don't know, I have a Facebook page called Stuff I Heard. Uh, Stuff I Heard Podcast? Yeah, Stuff I Heard Podcast. Um, By all means, reach out to me there. Uh, That may be the easiest way. I'm still waiting to get in touch with One Lonely Farmer. If anybody's uh, talking to One Lonely Farmer or knows him, uh, I know he is super overloaded right now with a new baby. But uh, drop him a line and say, hey, Josh is still waiting to get in touch with you, dude. Um, stuff I Heard. Okay, so the, the Facebook page is just called Stuff I Heard. That's pretty easy. Stuff I Heard. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I don't want to cough in your ears. I know I just did. Anyway. I'm going to wrap this up now. I think I've talked for long enough. Um... I did make a couple of videos from this past week where we did some drone videos. Um, Looking forward to doing some more projects with other people. I am just waiting to get together with them and collaborate. It's funny how how much I can look forward to doing something and then I don't get follow-through from the other people. Uh, Everybody talks about wanting to do something until it comes time to do it, which I totally get that not everybody's in the same frame of mind that I am, but I don't know. I'm, I'm in this weird place right now where I'm motivated to do things. I'm motivated to create. And I feel like if I stop doing it, then none of this will have mattered. And, you know, I want to have a platform where I can express myself and be able to share information with you guys. And I also want to open it up to where I can help other people create things that they want to create. So, you know, reach out to me. Talk to me. Let me know what's going on. 
I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have some feedback. I'd love to have a one-on-one with you. Uh, Alex Condor, if you ever make it back to Florence, dude, I'd love to have a sit down and talk to you. I know that you're a busy guy and you're doing a lot of stuff, secret government stuff. And uh, if you ever make it down this way, let me know. Um, I should have a podcast coming up pretty soon with uh, Coach Allen. Uh, I've talked before about how Coach Allen and I went to go play golf. And he just had shoulder surgery, reconstructive shoulder surgery, and everything apparently went fine. So he's going to be limited in his mobility for a little bit. And that may be the one chance that I get to get him to sit still long enough so that I can interview him. So look forward to that. And as always, be sure to check out everybody else's podcast that that I know. my brother and his wife, Michelle, have a podcast called The Red, the Old Red Truck. It's available now on most platforms. Uh, just look them up under the name. Uh, my friend Jamal Baines has a podcast called Frank's Madhouse. Um, he's sort of come up with a pseudonym, Frank Spasms, which I kind of dig. But unfortunately, something's wrong with the name of it. You can't bring it up just typing in Frank's Madhouse. I don't know why. But it only comes up using his name, which was weird because we were going to try and keep it anonymous and just use the pseudonym. But anyway, um, my, what do you call him, step-nephew, Brandon Hochul, Heckle, Heckle, Hochul? I don't know how you pronounce it. Heckle, Heckle. He has a podcast called Organic Phrases. And he's sticking with it. He's consistent. He's as consistent as you would expect. Um, But yeah. I am trying to keep him, keep some uh, traffic going his way. I think he's uh, on the verge of getting into a regular habit of making this stuff happen. So, check him out. I'd like to promote anybody. Um, I've worked with some projects on Instagram with a few people. If you don't know, my Instagram is J-T-A-T-P-E-E-K, J-T-A-T-P-E-E-K. There's a guy that I've started hanging out with who's going to show me some photography tricks his name is daniel johnson um his instagram is az two underscores productions uh he's learning to do a lot of stuff using uh lighting tricks um using tube lights and he follows this guy on instagram called eric pear photo and eric does a lot of lighting instructions where he does a lot of interesting tricks using light which is beautiful. I wish I could understand how to do it. It's something to do with time-lapsing your your camera and then moving light through a subject so that it highlights it in a very ethereal kind of way. Um, Daniel's wife, uh, Christina Ann, is on Instagram also under lifting underscore bell, B-E-L-L-E. Um, she uh, used to be a Bang model for Bang Energy Drink, and she is a trainer at the gym that my wife goes to and she is uh apparently gonna branch off and do her own brand of things and i'm eager to help her um achieve whatever it is she wants to do the drone video that's on youtube uh, i did some of that out there at the gym so i could kind of show off what they were doing she was raising money for uh bullies to the rescue it's a it's a rescue mission for bulldogs and something she's passionate about because she has a couple of bulldogs and you know i kind of wanted to promote it so check it out tell them all you heard it here and uh we'll build our community if you got something you want to promote write me let me know that's it i'm gonna wrap this up
Y'all take care. Be kind to one another. Go on, go on my dad's uh, page, R Peak, and uh, under the grandfather's rifle from the war, and uh, give him some feedback. Let him know that you support him and that some of these people are just jerks. Because they are. Sometimes in life, people are just jerks. So, take care. Be kind to one another. And if you don't hear it anywhere else, I love you. Oh, thank you.